Hey, welcome to another episode of the Delayed Gratification Podcast, where we talk about building business and wealth over time. As you know, we have some amazing guests that share their stories, inspire us, and today is no different. I got my man Brandon shot me, a.k.a. Brandon Dixon, his real name. But we're going to talk about where the real name comes from, not where the Brandon shot me comes from. What's up, Brandon? For sure. How you feeling, man? Man, good Glad to see you, brother. Oh, yeah, Glad for sure. Brandon, tell yeah. us who you are, man, and let's, let's we got a lot to talk about today. Yeah, well, um, my name is uh, Brandon Shopping, but my government put it out there as Brandon Dixon. <laughs> um, basically, I'm a photography, videography mentor. I've been coaching for the past four years and actually been shooting videography uh, for about 12 years now. 12 years. Mm -hmm. uh, how'd you get started? Uh, well, actually, I'm glad you mentioned I was trying to be a uh, rapper, right? <laughs> so I was an artist, you know, uh, 18, a really trying to blow from a small hometown okay. in North Carolina, so called Wilson, and I'm really just trying to blow up in my city. And um, didn't really know how far it was going to go, but I was like, man, I feel like that I can be, you know, on stage. I feel like I can Really be. a rapper? Yeah. Like, you serious? Yeah. What was your stage name? God, why do people ask? Why do you want to everybody? Because we got to go. We're going to find some old YouTube videos oh, of you. Oh, my God. You're not going to tell right, us? All right, cut. No, ain't no cutting. <laughs> my rap name, if you must know. I got to know. If the world must know. They must know. And ironically, you got the shirt on. Uh, it was Polo B. <laughs> now, why are you going to laugh? See? Polo B. Go look up Polo B, everybody. Don't do it. You better not. So so, so you, you were not. 18? Yep. I was 18. I started rapping about, about 16, and then, you know, things kind of like, I got into the video about 20. In Wilson, North Carolina. Yep. Where's Wilson? That's like, that's what I, I don't even know. Like, but no, I'm like, joking. Like so, if, if you it's had probably to go about 30 shopping. minutes from Raleigh. Okay. So, so Raleigh. Raleigh is, you're probably about 30 minutes out of, okay. outside of Raleigh. All right. So, so 18, start rapping. Prior to that, you were just regular kid, high school, yeah. living living the life in, in Wilson, North yep. Carolina. Yep, struggling. Struggling? Absolutely. How do you know you were struggling? Um, well, I didn't know I was struggling. My mom told me that we were struggling. Oh, so, But okay. I thought everything was regular to me. Like, everybody around us was struggling. We was all in the projects, um, you know, jumping on, you know, on mattresses, trampolines. Hold on, hold on. It's projects in Wilson, North Carolina? Absolutely. Projects and trailer parks. Wow. We're we going to come back to that upbringing. Okay. Yep. So, so, 18, you rapping. Mm-hmm. What makes you, because you said you started rapping, which got you into the videos. Yep. What happened? So what happened was we, um, me and my brother was trying to find other people that actually shoot our videos. And we found a couple and things didn't work out to the point where people would like delete the footage. Um, people didn't want to edit it. The turnaround time was way too long. And I was like, we need to find out how to do this in-house. So I said, let me learn how to edit and I'm going to edit the stuff myself. So it took me about three months to really become like a master editor. But even during those three months, I was, I went, I had to practice with other people. So I shot some of my friends and all this other stuff. But For free? I, yeah. Okay. So when I filmed them, they were like, hey, this is pretty good. You know, I want you to do it again. I pay you this time. So it was like $200, $250. I'm, I'm you know, I'm not turning no money down because I moved to Atlanta. I ain't got 18, no 19. Money. I'm actually 20. Two at this time. Okay. I'm, I'm, so you've been rapping for two or three years, yep. and then you start, you got frustrated with the quality of videographers. Correct. Okay. Correct. So this, so now I'm, I'm, I'm now they're paying me, and I'm like, listen, I need the money because I moved to Atlanta. Me and my wife moved down here, and we didn't have anything. At least I didn't have a job. Right? She had a job making $10 an hour. I didn't have a job, so all I had was this editing thing. Okay. So that was pretty much how I started. Once they started paying me, I was like, oh, this is like a little side. It's like a little hobby. What made you move to Atlanta? Well, um, opportunity. So when we was in Wilson, we decided well, we were thinking between where they moved to Charlotte or moved to Atlanta. Okay. So Charlotte's about four hours from, from, from us, and Atlanta's about six hours and a half. So we went to both of them, and Charlotte at that time wasn't necessarily booming. It, it wasn't a lot of us thriving mm -hmm. in Charlotte. But when I went to Atlanta, it just seemed like I seen the hustle. I seen the ground. I seen a lot of us winning. So we decided on Atlanta. Also, if we were to chose Charlotte, she would be back in Wilson in no time. We too close. Charlotte is a great city too. As now it is. Yeah, yeah. But at that yeah. time, it just wasn't. yeah. That boom started about seven years ago in Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Seven, eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're married already at twenty one. No, we were girlfriend, um, boyfriend, and girlfriend at, at that time. Okay. About three years, and then I proposed here in Atlanta. Yep. Oh, Atlanta made you propose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which is weird. <laughs> Ironic. Now I'm not getting into that because I know I know your wife. So oh, I for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So came to Atlanta and you know how to edit now because you yeah. took three months. You got really good at it. Mm -hmm. You were rapping. You would record yourself, run around, 
hit record, yep. go, go rap, come back around, edit the video. Yep. But you started working with other people. Correct. All rappers? All rappers. Yep. I was essentially like a music video director. Really? Yeah. So I just shot all music videos. Did you come here and film anybody? Yeah, I mean, I necessarily, I necessarily, some of the celebrities I filmed were like, you know, like Waka Flocka and stuff like that, but I didn't necessarily shoot their music videos. They had like birthday parties and stuff like that. Okay. So I went and shot stuff like that. Like Pastor Troy, yeah, like a movie. I was ca camera operator for that. So a little stuff like that only because like I was in that type of environment. So what made you <clears throat> change? Like what happened? What took you to the next level? What started happening? So now you're recording, you know how to mm -hmm. edit. Mm -hmm. You're really good at it. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Tell me what happens next. So then I went to from music videos and I was like, I'm sick of being in this environment because it's like people, don't, they aren't professional in this environment. I, I, I need more professional <laughs> environment, right? They had you so, like in the hood or something? Oh, of course. You were scared? No, but I was like, I'm I'm showing up professional. Why do you have to show up like like you're showing up? I mean, I guess you're doing what you do, but it's crazy. Like, like be, be professional. Actually, remember your lines. You know, don't get too drunk. Don't get too high. Don't bring a big entourage. Like, I'm actually being a professional director, and I'm not receiving like a professionalism as far as an artist. Gotcha. So that's where the issue was. So then I went to do like um, films, so I did like short films and stuff like that, and it was good. But I just didn't make any money. So you were how old about this time? I'm about 25. So you've been at it about 26. five years, mm -hmm. five six years. Yep. You making a bunch of money? Nope. You mean you filming celebrities and mm -mm. no? No, no, no. <laughs> so how are you? How are you? Are you paying I'm, your bills? Yeah, I, I got a job. I got. I'm working at a warehouse. I'm making about ten dollars an hour. Ten dollars an hour. Yeah, at a warehouse, and I'm doing you know, for making four hundred dollars, four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars here. So I'm making about an extra five, six, seven hundred dollars a month on the side shooting videos. You said a month. Yep. Ten dollars an hour, five hundred dollars. Yep. Okay. So I'm probably making about twenty two hundred dollars a month. I guess about twenty four thousand dollars a year. Twenty five thousand dollars a year. Yeah, everything in Atlanta. In Atlanta. Okay. Yep. You, you, so you were yeah. you were um, doing yeah. good. Uh, nah. -uh. You went balling? No. So so nope. what happens when you're making ten dollars an hour? Mm -hmm. You gotta go to work from, I don't know, eight to five, yep. nine to five, mm -hmm. get off, and you go shoot and edit? Yeah, I'll probably edit um that night or I would shoot um the weekends and then sometimes I would take off work to do a shoot. I mean if if they're paying, you know, three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars, I would take off work and I would go do a shoot. How long did you keep that job? Um I kept that job for about for about eight months, then I got another job making. Was it twelve? Twelve dollars an hour? No, no. It was. Th I know. I, I ended up making sixteen. I forgot where it started out with. I might have started out with like somewhere between twelve or thirteen dollars. But then that was like the big, the big job. I'm making sixteen dollars an hour now. Sixteen so hour. I'm I'm up. We able to do some things. At sixteen dollars an hour. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So, but you're working and using that nine to five to help you with. Your business. Yeah. That, that was happening. Absolutely. But it's taking time. Yep. So in between the $10 an hour, the $12 an hour, mm -hmm. were there any struggles? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, just really just not being able to, it wasn't a huge struggle where we we, we couldn't, we didn't get bills paid. Okay. We just didn't have any, anything else, like anything extra, anything left over. No vacation. Yeah, no vacation. Can't travel. Can't necessarily go. Like our big thing was like trying to go to Papa Do's. And we couldn't really go to Papa Do's. On like, uh, it was yeah. That that's the one. Um, um, Jimmy Carter. Oh, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. Okay. So that was the one we wanted to go to, but we might have went, you know, once. You know what I mean? So really, like, you know, those sixty dollar, eighty dollar meals was very, very tough to actually to get. So most of it was just, you know, you know, ten dollar plate stuff like that. But we really wanted, I really wanted to take her on a date and stuff like that. And I just couldn't because we just didn't have. It. Had y'all got married yet? Yeah. So we got married when I as soon as I got the job making sixteen dollars an hour. That's when we got married. I went to, I couldn't afford a, um, a wedding or wedding ring, so I went and got like rings off Amazon for like $150 wow. and went to the courthouse and got married for $75. She like you. Oh, yeah. She, she still went. like you? Oh, yeah, I like her too. Love her. Yeah, for sure. She's a good yeah. people, man. Yeah, absolutely. She's so, so you were making $10 an hour. Mm -hmm. First of all, you were a rapper. Mm -hmm. Then you were making $10 an hour. Yep. She's still stuck in there. Absolutely. You came to Atlanta. Yep. She's still here. Absolutely. She saw something in you. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, she Do you know sold. what she saw in you? Uh, no. no, no. She actually sold everything out of our house. Um, you know, rented it out. Um, used all her money, pull our money out four one k. Um, her money, was, uh, her money, to do what? To move to Atlanta because I didn't have anything but like gold teeth in your mouth. 
Yeah, I took it out and I pawned it. And I think I got like four hundred dollars from that. So that's all I've got. I think it went to like rent a truck or something. <laughs> Polo B head goals. Mm-hmm. Wow. Top and bottom transition. Mm-hmm. But she really saw something. Yep. She's been there for y'all. Been together now how long? We've been together for ten years. Wow. Ten years. I've been married for like seven. Wow. So do you think that has been a part of, and we might, we know we'll get back to it, but a part of your success because you had so much support from her? Absolutely. Anybody else support you like her? Because it seems like she supported you unconditionally. She sold furniture to yeah, get here. Yeah, I mean, she bought me my um, my first camera. So I was using her like she had like a little little pixie little camera when I was using that. And then she bought me um, my first, it was like a little camcorder, my first camera. That was when I shot like my first um, music video with my first video. Wow. She awesome. Yeah. Now I know her mm-hmm. and I, I I could tell she's awesome, but I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. She helped she, she helped build it. So if it's a question. Her helping you build, did you ever feel any kind of way about her helping you? Uh at first, at first it was because when I first moved to Atlanta and I didn't have any like I didn't have a job for about three months. So of course I'm I'm depressed. And me as a man, I can't have you coming in just, hey, did you, you know, you went checking get a job a day and I'm frustrated and I'm pissed like I did all I can do you know and I'm arguing and stuff like that like man yeah. listen I'm I'm trying to get a job want nobody to hire me and I'm just like you know I'm, I'm lashing out and she's like that her just, mm-hmm. she's like I'm just trying to ask you do you, do you get a job today I'm like don't answer my day like I'm, I'm I'm doing everything I can do I fill out jobs all day nobody's hiring you know I'm doing what I can but when you moved you knew you didn't have she knew you didn't have a job when you moved here right so that's why she was so supportive right wow so no job, three months. Mm-hmm. You feeling some kind of way? Yeah. You don't think she was feeling no kind of way? I'm sure she was. You sure? I'm sure she was. I'm sure. She, I'm sure she was like. Actually, I don't know. I think it might be a question for her, but I, I think I think that she's like. Um, eventually, he'll get it right. Because she saw something yeah. prior to. Yeah. If that was your daughter, what would you have told her about you? If it was. If you were the father of Michelle. Mm-hmm. What would you have said about Brandon? I would say, um, stick around. This boy's he got something. I don't know what it is. I'm serious. Yeah. That's what you would have said. Yeah. I would say stick around. Why? What what did what did you think she saw? What would a father because I'm a father. Yeah. And I got daughters that are nineteen and twenty one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I look at I just sent them a video where this dude was like people from the south, boyfriend come over, they bag him up, put him in the back of the truck, take him on the ride. Yeah. What would have prevented her dad? Because I know if my daughter would have moved somewhere with a dude and he had no job for three months, mm-hmm. I'd have been going crazy. Yeah. And she's selling stuff to support. Yeah. So what is that? What do you think? Because on this journey, yeah, a lot of us have some some struggles. Mm-hmm. You know, even though we don't show it, social media says we don't have struggles. Sure. What do you think was in her? What did she see? Give me something. Like, what did you see in yourself when you looked in the mirror? Not those three months when it was really dark, but what else have you seen to keep you going? Um, I knew I knew I had um, potential. I knew I was different. I knew I wasn't like anyone else, right? So with me coming from me coming from a small town, it 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 made me or molded me. But I knew that I didn't live those same things that like my brothers live or the people around me live. I always thought like differently. I always thought like outside of the box. Can you name one thing though? I know you're thinking outside the box, but is there anything that you can? Because when you got to Atlanta, mm-hmm. it was it was a little bit bigger than Wilson. Yep, it's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Even though this was ten years ago, mm-hmm. what made you grow in the environment in Atlanta? Did the environment help? Was it the Michelle yeah. plus the environment? What yeah. was it that when you got here, you had the camera already? Yep. What happened next? Like what pushed it you? It was both. So you got to think in 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 Wilson. I mean. At that time, it's really it's it's it's, it's crime, it's drug dealers. It's, that's really all there is. So when you when you move to Atlanta, you get away from that and you stop hanging around the people you used to hang with. Mm-hmm. So now you're forced to just be you and your wife and be around a more a cleaner environment. Now, although there's some stuff like that in Atlanta, but sure. I just wasn't exposed to it. I wasn't. I was. It was just me. I'm not from here, right? So it was just me and Michelle. So now all we have is us, and now I get to choose who I need to hang around. So I started choosing better people to hang around, more positive um, people who, you know, got a job, got families, whatever. And those things uh, molded me into a, a better person, into the person I should have been already. Okay. All right. Well, you know, they say when we do, when we know better, we do better, yeah. right? Yep. So now let's fast forward. Three months, didn't have a job. You got a job where? 
Um, at first, I got the job. Is it Mohawk? This was a warehouse company. That's the carpet. That's the people that do the carpet and flooring. I don't know what they were doing. They were doing. It was like a lot of um. We we did like picked a lot of like like pop parts and stuff like that. It was like okay, parts. Got you. So, got you. Um, worked there for about six seven months. Got fired there. What you get fired for, Brandon? Um, well, no, actually, it was a box making job. I got fired there for. I worked about a month. I got fired there. Then I got fired from the second job. Um, I don't know. They just called me and said like, "Don't come back." <laughs> and I was like, "What happened?" I was like, "What happened?" We were was hanging out with the boss. We was kicking it. That's what it was. Yeah, and you, I, you said something wrong in front of the boss. Well, when I called him back, they said you were just he was just doing too much talking. I was like, "We can't talk at the job." You was being happy. Man, I'm happy I got a job, man. I'm hanging out. So you got that job. You got fired. Mm-hmm. Then what? Then that's when the very next day I got the job at the um the other place and making like sixteen dollars an hour. It was um. Uh, at that point, it was called C-Division, but we made contact lenses. Okay. So I was like a machine operator. That was a big company. Yeah. So yeah. you got a good job. Mm-hmm. Now you filming and got a good job. Yep. So how do we get to where you are now? Like, I need to know you're filming, got a job, you're getting some side gigs. What elevated you? What was next? Like, what made you, like, start taking it to the next level? Well, so one, um, a couple of things. So one, I transitioned in, in, into doing weddings, so now I'm charging more. I could do a wedding, you know, a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars. Okay. And I'm traveling all over the country doing doing weddings. Another thing, I read a book. I have I haven't read a, at this time. I haven't read a book since uh, high school. Right. This book was called uh, Ten Distinctions Between Entrepreneurs and Employees. What is it called? Ten Distinctions Between Entrepreneurs and Employees. Wow. Okay. So I read my first book in the past what I guess 12, 14, 14 years at this particular time, and then I spent my first night in jail. I caught a DUI. This is all in 2016. So, so you read the book and it taught book. you how to go to jail? No, no, no. I think I had already went to jail first. Okay. Then I read the book. Went to jail, read the book. I'm watching uh, videos like... Um, you know I'm not going to skip over you going to jail. Okay. We got to skip over. You didn't have the goals in your mouth. You waited until no. after you took the goals out your sure. mouth to go to jail. Absolutely. That's that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so you had a DUI. Yeah, I got a DUI. So you ain't do nothing criminal, criminal. No, no, I ain't. I ain't but a DUI, call a DUI. You were really drunk one night. No, I was just sleepy. I was um, I did have I did have drinks, but I was just real tired. I stayed up for like three days. I started got shot a, a a video before. I shot like a promo video. I shot a wedding the next day, right coming off a twelve hour shift, and I was like, I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to get paid. So you were working. Yeah, but you just so happened to drink a little bit, yeah, and, I was and like, then if you I drove get to a the bit. house. I said, if I had to get to the house, I can go to sleep when I get to the house. How far were you from the house when you got pulled over? Twenty minutes. You almost made it. I almost made it. I went to sleep at a stoplight. And I was like, let me just park. Let me just rest my eyes a little bit. Oh, that was dangerous. Yeah. You you mean like you stopped in the middle of the street and mm-hmm. put it in park? Put it in park. I said, you, you needed to go to jail? Probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you thought you was at home. Yeah. <laughs> I was chilling. I said, put it in the park. I'm just going to hang. I'm just going to hang. It's about 2 in the morning. So you go to jail. Mm-hmm. How long did you stay in there? Probably like six hours. Who came and got you? Michelle. <sighs> my wife, of course. I mean, every, you keep. I called and she picked up first ring at two in the morning. Yep, picked up the first ring. She'll save you. Mm-hmm. Wow! So she get everything she want. Absolutely. Yeah, she don't do nothing. She can do what she want right now. She she hang it out. I love it, man. So so you you get out of jail. Mm-hmm. How does that work out with the DUI? Did, like, did you get like punished, punished, crazy. or did you lose your license? Did, did, like, yeah, of course I, I lost my license, did all that, but it was like I couldn't get another job again. Because you have yeah. DUI? Yeah, that's what the lawyer was telling me. The lawyer was saying, listen, if you ever quit the job or get fired or whatever, it's going to be very difficult for you to get another job. That's what he's telling me. So I'm like, yo. Now, around the same time, I really want to quit my job this time. <laughs> this year, I'm, I'm ready to quit. <laughs> but you're making money with weddings, though. I'm making money with weddings, but it's like I can make more if I quit this job. Okay. So my wife, she needs surgery, right? And she's like, listen, you need to keep this job so I can have health insurance so I can go through the surgery. Yeah, health insurance. Right. Everything's right. on me, right? That's, you know, because this is me, you know, paying, paying her back. And it's like, you know, I got the job and I'm taking care of things. We're just still splitting bills. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I got everything's on me. So I'm like, listen, I can't, I can't live the rest of my life knowing where this thing is going is going to work or not. So I went and booked up a bunch of weddings. And then um, she wasn't fully on board. She was kind of like, I already know. And I quit. Did she work with you? Or did you no. do all this stuff by yourself? No, I, I did. Um, it was on my own. Like you go shoot, come I back shoot and myself. edit. Yep. But she was working the job. Correct. Okay. Correct. So, um, yeah, I, I quit. I did anyway. Did and, you? Uh, I did. You can't get another job nowhere. I know. So you quit without no money. Well, I had 
weddings lined up. You had stuff lined so up. So I knew for the next four months, five months, I had some money coming weddings. in. Yep. Okay. So yep. five hundred thousand dollars a piece. No, 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 no. I, I was making I was making about three thousand dollars a month. I was making two thousand dollars a month in my job. I don't know if I did two weddings a month, I'll make about three grand. From the wedding. From the wedding. Okay. So, so I'm making, making extra thousand dollars. So, you know. so we're making some real money now. Yep. Okay. Right. So, so what weddings is your thing? At that time, when was it? When's what helped me leave the nine to five? So you left your nine to five. Mm-hmm. What did your wife say about that? Well, at first it was like, I hope this thing works out, right? She still was on board. She was on board. Next year, I started making five thousand dollars a month shooting weddings, and she wanted to be an entrepreneur too. Right next year. <laughs> Hold on, the following year. The following year. So that was this is this this is about what seven years 2016, ago. This is twenty sixteen when I quit. So it was six years ago. Yep. Six years ago, yep. you know, she need to sell like support in the jar, because mm-hmm. she every time you mention something positive, she been right there. Absolutely. So, so a year later, mm-hmm. 2016, you quit your job. So 2017, 2017, she was like, "Man, I'm, I, I I'm wanna. on board. I believe you. This is crazy." So she quit her job. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. This might have been a year later when I started hanging around entrepreneurs, hanging around David Shans. I met y'all, and, and I'm like, now you guys are teaching me different business and entrepreneurial yes. principles. I don't know anything about entrepreneurship. So hanging around people like you, like David, and all these people that I'm meeting, I'm realizing that, like, you know, you guys are teaching me a lot of stuff about entrepreneurship that I just never knew. Because you guys have been in the game for a long time. Yeah. I ain't been in but a year. You know, it's been months. So but, you, but you got something. man. I'll say this, though, man. One thing that, because, you know, I keep to myself a lot. Mm-hmm. But one thing I saw within you from early on, you had the personality. Mm-hmm. So you'll go anywhere and make somebody feel like, dang, I feel pretty good today because I just finished talking to Brandon. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. You see what I'm saying? Your personality. So so that you attract people. Yeah. You know what I mean? You didn't have the entrepreneurship, but you had the personality. True. Which helps. True. So I'm sure that has gotten you a lot of clients. Yeah, it did. Because you, you know what I mean? Like referrals. Yeah, it did. All right. So let's go. 2018, she stops her job. Yeah. So it, it took me a minute because I was telling her, I said, listen, you can you can keep, honestly, I want to say it was 2019. Once it was 2019, because I was telling her, like, you can actually, you, you can quit. Oh, so, so so 2019, you were making some money by then. Yeah, because I was telling her, I said, I said, we're still, I'm telling her, I said, because I didn't know that we shouldn't be splitting bills and all that stuff. I didn't know it said when I started hanging around other millionaires, they were like, oh no, we don't do that. We don't split bills. Yeah, we don't do that. They said we So so so, so men don't split bills with they with they significant other? That's what the millionaire man told me. I said well, a lot of millionaires, a lot of guys, they say their wife don't work, their wife don't split bills, we don't do that. And I was like, okay. I didn't know that. I believe that though. I I was raised that way, man. My you know my grandfather always paid the bills, and my mama kind of made sure we was okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so that's the same practice I got in in my house and my you know in my mind. Yeah. We're supposed to pay all the bills now, and when you need some help, you need some help. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But when but you makes, when I you can pay it. the bills, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you paying all the bills now. So now I'm like, I'm gonna take all the bills. You can keep working if you want to, but you ain't got to. So well, I, I like said, that. I said, if you go tell other people that you're working, just tell them that you love it, but don't don't go in and say, "Brandon, making you work," because I'm not making you work. Wow. So at that point, I just let it go. After a couple months, you like they start talking crazy at the job. I'm like this, they ain't got to be here. I'm out. <laughs> like, I ain't got talking. You know how people do at the job? They be talking crazy, and she was like, "I ain't got to deal with this." Hey, I'm. She had a different walk. Oh man, she was like, "I ain't got to be. I don't, I don't have none of this." So this was just four years ago, though. Yeah. Yep. Four years ago. Mm-hmm. So you were making enough money. You were doing weddings and what else at that point? Well, I don't do weddings about a year and a half. Because when I started hanging around entrepreneurs, I started shooting. I literally changed everything. I, I'd done nothing else but businesses, small businesses, entrepreneurs, brands. That's all I did. So is that your, that's your niche? That's my niche now. That's my niche then. So what makes school, you so good in that niche? Like, when did you decide that was your niche? Like, what made you feel like, man, that's just all I want to do? Yeah, so when I started, because I get to learn while I earn. Oh, you cheating. So it was, it was so fun. Oh, so we paying you to learn the yes. crowd. Yes, yes. Y'all didn't even know it. <laughs> Y'all didn't That's even why know you it. got so much money now. There you done been around all the entrepreneurs, soaked up all the game. Now you're getting it. Now, well, the secret's out. But everybody is still not able to, you can give True. them that sauce, Absolutely. the recipe, but they're not able to do how you've done it at the That's level true. that you've done it at. Because, I man, every big conference, mm-hmm. I'm like, there go Brandon. Like I'm glad I caught him. Mm. Got me one video out of yeah. him early on. <laughs> <laughs> so so you learn while you earn. Yep. 
and you you felt some kind of way, you was inspired. Yeah. So you know what? No more. So you don't do weddings at all. No, I don't do weddings for a year and a half. Um, after that, I did straight. Um, it was like I'm start out with like inspirational speakers. Okay. So like your Inky Johnson, your David Shans, Eric Thomas, stuff like that. And um, from there, just strictly small businesses. You recorded Inky, David, and mm-hmm. Eric, Eric yep. Thomas. Yep, they had like a tour and Jeremy Anderson. They had like a tour. So I we. Um, me, Nikki, and Jose. Then we shot all them, and it was just like it was fun. That's crazy. Yeah. So you got to be around some other folks that are mm-hmm. great with the camera. Yep. Video and video. So you learn from them as well. Absolutely. Are y'all still pretty cool? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they solid. Y'all still feed off each other? Yeah, yeah. When like crazy, just going back talking to Nikki and all them, it's like yo, we was in the same spot. We was all in the same space, and um, we're all like really, really good. That's why we are where we are where we are right now because we're just. I don't know when I when 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 I come when people say like oh well who else can do it stuff man I'm like I don't know about who can do it I do but I know Nick and Jose can if I can do it they can do it you know it's crazy they they are some I've met both of them yep. really good people they really sound yeah good. they're really good people so so let's fast forward man let's mm-hmm. so you are now recording entrepreneurs business people recording conferences yep but it's just you right now everybody want how how do you go record because those are when you name those three or four people, they got their own movement. Sure. So how do you record all four of them when they somebody in Cali, somebody in Vegas, somebody in New York, somebody in Atlanta? Well, we've only we've only done it when they go on tour. When they go separate, of course, you know, um, um, Nikki them they got ET. You okay. know, I shoot David, and that's just kind of. But when we come together, we come together and we just go and shoot conference like that. Okay. But for the most part, I'm sticking with David. I'm shooting with David. You know, I shot with David Shams for free for about two years. Did you? Mm-hmm. Got real good. Yep, cause I met you over at we were y'all over at the, at the uh, E Complex. Mm-hmm. Now y'all got two or three facilities. David's like building facilities all over the world. Oh yeah, David, shout out David, David Shans. Sure. So now you are shooting with David. You're meeting entrepreneurs. You're yep. meeting business people. Yep. So now your demand is growing. Correct. Making a little bit more money. Yep. So what about when five people want you to shoot on Saturday? What happens? Cause cause I see you. I know yeah. I want you. Hey, she wants you. So you booking. Mm-hmm. How did how does that work? What did you do to shoot more people? Because it's only you. Well, I started um, training, so I started coaching. Okay. So my coaching is also kind of like my training platform at the same time. What do you mean by that? So, and when I coach people, I show people how to shoot like I shoot and how to make money like I like I make money. But then when people need somebody really really good like me, they get to use one of my students, one of my mentees, who've already learned under me. That's smart. Yeah. So you built basically. I won't say Brandon, Brandon's, but mm-hmm. you built a farm system, almost like baseball, major leagues. Mm-hmm. You come through minor leagues. Yep. You proud of that? Absolutely. When did that start? Uh, twenty eighteen is when I like start taking payments. Twenty start of twenty nineteen is when I when people started going through the classes. So is that a in person class? Is online? What it's what is both. that? It's both. It's both. How did you start it though? Um. Yeah, both. So when I started, I said we were going to do um like you know classes like six six week classes online, mm-hmm. and then we'll come into our studio at the E Complex and do a two day in person. It's never changed ever since. I actually stole a model from um Kendall Ficklin. He had like a model like a six week two day, and I just took his whole model. I said I, I love Kendall, model. man. Yeah. yeah, I said let me let me get that model right here. So I just stole it. You stole it. I stole the model. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I, I think we all steal a little bit. Oh yeah. Yeah, everybody does. I don't know why people get mad when you're on social media and something like be honest with you. I started a podcast. I watched David mm-hmm. a lot. Yep. You know what I mean? So if you see something that's similar, yeah, I, you know, I stole it. Yeah. I'll take but it. it ain't stealing when you tell somebody. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I definitely let them know. I say I appreciate it. Thank you. You got you got to cash up some money every now and then. Oh yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> so you started the um training online and in person. Mm-hmm. What is it called? It's called Shooters Camp. Shooters Camp. Mm-hmm. Amazing, man. So the shooter's camp, I go through the shooter's camp. You teach me how to use the camera. Yep. And the business side? Correct. Like, what does that look like? I come in six weeks online. What am I learning? So you're learning the technical side. Even if you already know the technical side, which mm-hmm. everybody feels like they, they already know, I show them in a more simplistic format so that you're, you're able to go and teach others. So after I show mm. you how to do it, you can go and teach somebody. Free, oh, so you don't, you don't mind? They, they start their own? Oh, yeah. I don't care about that. Go crazy. Go, Go crazy. crazy. Do a little shooters camp. Do a little. I don't care what you do. I got a couple of who's already doing it. Okay. So, so they're making money. Yeah. Yeah. So you go ahead and um, you, you learn the technical side. Then you also learn the business side. So mm-hmm. I'll show you how to get clients paying you on a monthly basis. 
That's the whole goal. The During whole. the six weeks? Yeah. So if I got a camera, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to go back even further. Okay. I don't have a camera, but I man, I, I want to learn how to yeah, shoot. We'll actually, yeah, right? when you come in, we'll actually show you which camera to get. Will you? Everything. Yep. That's 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 pretty good. Yeah. What about, I need money. Yeah, that's really the whole point. You can come in with no camera or anything. We'll show you how to get a camera. We'll show you how to get paid. We'll show you how to find the clients. Can I come work for you? Kinda. You 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 can come in like intern, but you really gotta be you you gotta be good though. You gotta be good. I'm saying when you I finish when I finish shooters camp, graduate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got a graduation? Correct. Do you? Yeah, absolutely. Six weeks, then two days in yeah. person. Mm-hmm. I finish, I graduate. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. You see, I'm a good can I come and intern with you? Absolutely. Yeah, you can be you can hang around me however, whenever you want to. You go through show any, any of my shoes camp mentees or students, they can come pull up whenever they want to. I've met some amazing people that have come through your shooters camp. Yep. What um I come through shooters camp, then what's next? I graduate and you just send me off on my own, like Yeah, essentially you should be making money. Uh, if not already on your way to making money. Okay. If you need still need help with clients, I, people still hit me up. They're like, man, somebody just hit me up the other day from class of last year and they're just like, yo, man, I just need help with this pricing thing. So you so you do offer some some support. Absolutely. How expensive is it? Um it's right now it's thirty five hundred. Okay. Thirty five hundred right now. So um in the at the time of this recording. Right. So the price is probably gonna double. <laughs> but yeah. You said it's gonna do what? It's probably gonna double. But if they watch this, can they still get that price? Yeah. Okay. They watch it right now, absolutely. They're watching it right they now. Say, hey, I'm watching the delay gratification, you know, podcast, and I'm gonna need that. I got thirty. What if I don't have thirty five hundred? You can break it up. You finance it for me? Absolutely. You can break it up. I definitely understand that. Like you know, not everybody. Because even when I was working, I didn't have. I didn't have it. You know gotcha. what I mean? Now I can. I can muscle up. I can get a thousand dollars and put that as a down payment, and I can just can work off. You know the rest. So so I've seen glimpses of your shooters camp. Mm-hmm. You teach them how to finance as well. You bring in somebody to tell them about funding. Yeah, we do. We, we we talk about personal credit. We talk about business credit. We talk about taxes. So um, all that stuff is inside the portal as well. So we try to teach them a little bit of everything, so they don't have to go outside for anything. So it's it's bigger than the camera. Yeah. If I come to you and I got bad credit, you teach me how to get my credit right to be able to go get some funding to get my equipment. Yeah, we definitely got resources for everything. That's crazy. Yeah. Why videography and photography? Like if you were to tell a kid that's in high school. Hey, you can do this. You can make a living with this. Why? Well, because we are some of the like overlooked, right? A lot of people, I mean, almost, you know, disrespectful, right? You got to think that a lot of people with cameras, they're the people who actually show, like, you didn't have a camera, you wouldn't see your Malcolm X or your Martin Luther King. You wouldn't see mm. the average speeches. I never thought about that. You wouldn't see it. So, meanwhile, everybody get the praise of the person in front of the camera, but it's the person behind the camera that's actually delivering everything. The Kanye West documentary, the people who kept all that footage. These people are the most overlooked, but they should they should be the most paid. Because mm. if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here. Why haven't we been taught that though over time? Because um, you're really yeah. the honestly the first person that I've seen to uplift videographers and photographers and make it seem so simple that I feel like I can do it. Sure. Because the camera scares me. Like those dials and yeah, the clicks like at the top. One. I'm yeah. like, man, what is that? Like <laughs> I just always put it on automatic. Yeah, yeah. Right. What made you do that? Like, what inspired you to say, you know what, y'all, we can get y'all behind the camera? Well, I think just seeing seeing school and stuff, seeing a lot of just people doing it, not wrong, but, like, making it so complex. Mm-hmm. And it's making it tougher for people like us to come in and get started. So, if, like, you, if you're scared of that stuff, but see, like, dials and all those other things, who's going to show them, like, no, you have, it's a very simple way to do it. Let's do it this way. Now you believe you can do it. Now you can go and live your dreams of being a photographer, a filmmaker, creator, graphic designer, whatever, you can do that. But if not, it'll scare you. Watching YouTube, going to film school, and it's like, man, I just don't get it. Editing scares me. Are you living your dream? Absolutely. When did you know? Because you had some nightmarish nights, too. Yeah. When did you know you were living your dream? I don't know exactly when, but I know when I started. Because I thought that photography that I was passionate. It wasn't. It was actually teaching others and showing others and helping others. That was my true passion. Wow. And that's when I found out I was living my dream. So you could have taught others how to rap? Yeah, I would have been fine with that. I mean, but, if, that, if if I was like successful at it. But you've been successful at yeah, videography, absolutely. photography, yep. right? Mm-hmm. 
what does that look like though for you over time? What's next? Like if you had to say, you know what, in the next three years, what do I want? Because you don't do a lot of shooting anymore. Correct. Correct. So in the next three years, I want to continue helping. Okay. Photography photographers. So like right now I'm building out like a software that's really going to help streamline the process. So if they can use that and um, I don't want to have my name on it. It just boom. As long as they, they get to use it and they're able to like make more money and get more clients and, be able to deliver a better service to their clients, I know that I helped a lot. But I got to come to Shooter's Camp to get that software, or are you just going to sell it to the public? I'm going to sell it to the public. Oh, you oh, you getting ready to be like rich, rich, rich. Yeah, I'm trying to be um, um, Jeff Bezos' little brother. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me, I, I, I got to ask you this, though, man. Were there any times after you started recording the entrepreneurs and the business folks that got tough? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, because um, you don't really know where, like, the money is um, coming from. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it, it kind of scaled back to that time where it was, um, what is it? Kind of like where you were when you were, like, like working the job, especially when, like, stop doing weddings, kind of like, well, I hope this to kind of, like, pay the bill. So now, like, the money isn't as much as it was when I first was all in doing weddings. So I might not be doing five thousand this month. I might be doing back to doing two thousand, right? And going back to that same lifestyle of like, man, I really want to just go to, you know, go to Papa Do's or take my wife on a date and all that. But um, those things don't last long. Those those declines are extremely temporary. I mean, what got you through it though? Um, reading, thinking, and having mentors. Mm, reading, think. So you're reading again now. Yep. After that DUI, it made you start reading. <laughs> oh yeah, reading is awesome. <laughs> Reading and thinking, I don't. When if every time I, I go through um through a decline, even entrepreneurship, like I go through declines like every year. But what, whoa, hey, I got it. So whoa, you say every year? Every year. What does that mean? What is a decline? Give me an example. Decline is like you're making, you're used to making a hundred thousand dollars a month, and you get comfortable, and then it might drop down to you know thirty thousand. Because those are some just, really big numbers, mm-hmm. uh, Brandon. Yeah, hundred thousand a month mm-hmm. with the camera. Yeah. Are you serious? We're like camera and coaching. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean a combination. Yeah. And you say when it dropped down. So what do you feel like when when it drops down? Like what do you what do you, are you feeling? Is it self conscious? Like what do you feel? Yeah, it's terrible. It's like um you don't feel like that. You know, one you don't feel like you're worthy. Mm. You feel like if, like I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I should be in this position. But then that stuff don't really don't 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 last long. I think declines help me a lot because it helps me um helps me think. Right, it gets me in a time of like God has me like sit down. I want you to think, and it helps me think about the next day. Because if I don't, I will never think about the future. I always think about, like, man, I'm chilling. I'm hanging out, man. We, we get getting money. We getting money. We good. What's one of the worst feelings you've had, though, during this journey? Because we're all on this entrepreneur journey, man. And I know it doesn't help that we can look at social media and see, I'm, I got me a camera, then I look at you and say, man, dude, making 100 grand a month. Mm-hmm. But I'm making two. Mm-hmm. Am I able to get from two to 100? And some people quit because yep. they got, what do they call that? Uh, I don't, it's not imposter. It's like uh, I'm duplicating. Yeah, I say, I want to be like him. Yeah, uh, copy syndrome or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Do you ever get that feeling? Like I'm looking at somebody else and they doing great, but I'm not doing. I'm only doing Absolutely. thirty thousand. They making three hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah that, that What is that feeling? Um, I don't know what that feeling is called, but it definitely. Um, I try not to do a lot of those. I don't do a lot of scoreboard watching for myself either. Mm. But um, just watching. I don't never look back and see like. How much money I made. Look at stuff I accomplished, man. I just never, I don't, I don't, I, my birthday was last week. I worked all day. Happy birthday. Appreciate you. We got to go celebrate. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm hanging out. <laughs> I got, I just like, I'm so. Got to stay focused. It's so much stuff. It's like, when you feel like it's something to, and I need to go with your question, but when I, when I feel like it's something to celebrate, or goal is, I should have celebrated. It's like, dang, I should, another goal is already here. I'm like, dang, well, I got to wait to do that first. I'm gonna tell you one thing, man. I um, same thing. Have dark moments, yep. right? Or go through things. And in 2021, mm-hmm. I had a really dark moment, mm-hmm. right? And one of the things is I I'm learning to do. Mm-hmm. And I've never done it, man. I have reached a lot of milestones, but I never celebrate at all. Yep. Like I can go back to graduation from high school or college or. Whatever it may be, I just okay, yep, graduated. All right, let's go. What yeah. we doing tomorrow? 
close on a deal, big deal. You know, a lot of people show it. Yeah. I'm learning, you know, I ain't got to show it because it's not my personality. Sure. But it's like while I'm closing that deal, I'm thinking about the next deal. Absolutely. I don't stop to take that break. So as an entrepreneur, I always suggest, and I'm suggesting even to me, is being able to celebrate the, even the small wins. Yeah. You know, when I say small wins, even like your birthday, man, you got to, you know, celebrate a little bit. Mm-hmm. I ain't saying go ball all out, sure. but that's something that if we celebrate the small wins along the way, because you're going to have some small losses. Yeah. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And if you only focus on the losses, it can get dark. Absolutely. So, you know, one thing I, you know, I tell people, man, just celebrate a little bit. And I'm telling myself. Yeah. Like if, if something, I'm, I'm trying to think, one of my kids did something. And same thing. And I, I see myself treating them like me. Mm-hmm. You, you just did well. Okay, good. All right. What you doing next? Yeah. Instead of saying, man, let's go have some ice cream. Let's, you know what yeah, I mean? Let's yeah. go, whatever that is. So yeah. celebrate the small win, man. Don't, you know, I, I heard you just say it as you grow. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't ever want you to get to one of the points I was in where you got all the big wins, all the small ones, and then something don't go right. And then you like, man, you only focused on that bad thing yeah. when you got a hundred great things, a hundred people or thousands of people that you've taught yep. that camera. So, but yeah, let's go, let's go back to that question. So shooters camp, mm-hmm. they graduate and they also miss a bunch of people out here, man. We was in Miami mm-hmm. and it was my birthday. We was in Miami and I seen, um, your partner, mm-hmm. a couple of your students, mm-hmm. right. That I've seen grow. Yeah. How does that make you feel when you see them out like that? Um, whenever I do take time to, uh, think about it, it is, it, it is amazing. <laughs> I don't think about it often. I don't think just, just like you mentioned, just don't, I just don't celebrate it as much as I should. Yeah. Yeah. How, so like, how we gonna Somebody would have to bring it to my attention. Like, yo, look, look, look at this. And I'm like, Listen, man, you, man, that's them doing their thing, man. I don't want to be a part of that. They got it. Two got years it. ago, you put a, a young man in the car with me and he was just coming from, I think, Philly. Yeah. He was going back and forth and he was kind of. Trying to figure out, man, do I want to live in Atlanta? My mom, grandma, I'm back in D.C., my little siblings. And I see him now, and I'm like, God, look at him. I seen him in Vegas. I seen him in all over the country, mm-hmm. basically. Was that something in your shooter camp training that made him, because, I mean, he's going to be great. He's great. Yeah. He's going to be greater, and he's young. Was that a combination of you kind of taking him closer under your wing? Because he's he close to you. Yeah. Or was it all the above? Was it him? You saw something with him. You saw the shooters camp. And then what else is it that made that student? Because I'm seeing him a lot. And, and your partner. Yeah. What do you think? I definitely, it's a, it's a little bit of everything. Um, it's a little bit of everything. He He's like a, um, just a product of his environment. Okay. You know what I mean? He was, he was almost like me when I was younger. Like, you want more, you want to do better, but you're still in that environment. You can't That's necessarily. That's what I wanted to hear you say. So you did you see that, though? Did you see Absolutely. you and him? Mm-hmm. You add, that mean you add a little bit extra sauce when you when you had him right there with you? Yeah, and it wasn't sauce like any extra game. It was just like more so like mindset stuff. Okay. Right? I didn't teach him anything different than I taught anybody else in shooters camp. But the mindset, I know what he's feeling. I know what he's going through. Mm. So the decisions he had to make, I helped him with some of those decisions. Because he wouldn't necessarily know that I made those decisions already. So I know the things that he was going to do. So it's good to have a mentor. Mm -hmm. Do you have a lot of people that you see that in? Mm -hmm. A lot of them. Absolutely. Wow. Wow, that's crazy, man. Yeah. So where are we now? Like, you know, we got Shooter's Camp. Yep. We got Shooter's Shirt. Mm -hmm. You sell those? We buy those? It's for graduates only. Only graduates? Oh, so that's a special shirt. It's special. We ain't got no Shooter's, like... Paraphernalia we can buy. Hopefully, I get with Dave, man. Me and David can make something, but outside of that, man, it's it's no, that's more money. Yeah, that's, that's more money. We can go and buy Michelle some, yeah. you know. It's sometimes it ain't about so we go to the man. casinos. Nah, you gonna have to earn this shirt. I like that. You gotta earn it. That, so when we see somebody with that shirt on, they, they, they put work. They put work in. They, work they don't in. get it the first day of the shooter. Can they get it the last day? The last day. <laughs> last day. <laughs> it's in the graduation packet. Oh yeah, absolutely. What can we do, man? To expose more kids to this camera because a lot of like literally you never hit when i was a kid you never said you know i want to be a photographer yeah facts i don't hear kids saying well more kids said now because of social media but they got their phones but with this training or this particular like skill set what can we do to expose more people man we got to find a way to create non-profits man get in these schools we got to find a way to get in these schools, man. I, I know people do non-profits but it's like i just don't really know how to get into the school system and really expose if somebody listening to this and they're a school teacher anywhere in the world, 
they need to reach out to you. Absolutely. Will you go and talk to, like, what does that look like? You talking to groups of kids? Yeah, sure. I just went to, man, I went to L.A. not too long ago just, to, like, to test the theory out. These were, like, some, I guess, um, I guess uh, trouble youth, I guess. Okay. And there was all different ages, maybe between, like, 7 and 10, 11. We went and uh, you said we shot seven, seven years old. We shot a music video and edited it. The same, but then like an hour, hour and a half. It was crazy. It was like a thirty second video. They were, but they were troubled. Yeah, kids in that age range. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But I mean, they say I mean these just these just kids. You know what I mean? Of course, they got you know some of them a little bit a little bit hyper and all the other stuff. It's like nah, I come there, and, you know I calm down and we get to have fun. And we shot a video and we edit on the Mac. We edited it. They was like, no, I want to be a writer. I want to be an editor. They was kind of like fighting over, and it was fun. So you showed them how to edit. Like, y'all did everything right yep, there together. Right there. Changed their lives. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if changed lives, but for now. Somebody going to remember that. One yeah. of those kids going to remember that camera. They may not remember everything you taught them, but that's going to get inside of them. That's great. Yeah. Literally, somebody watching this, and if I know somebody, man, I definitely want to point you because I've never heard a kid say, I want to be a photographer, a videographer. Not in my neighborhood. True. And I came I from a different neighborhood, too. Not for sure. No, they should, though. <laughs> we need to get in more city. We can get in some city of Atlanta schools. I'm sure they even get you in some schools, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it's something that stood out maybe about a year ago, mm-hmm. and I got to figure out what made you come up with this. Okay. Your videographer is trash, kid. <laughs> hey, you know I got to go there. Your videographer is trash. And, and let me say this. I had somebody that was doing a video, and I'm like, you came up, and I was like, why would he say that? <laughs> I need to call him right quick. <laughs> what made you come up? Because that sets you apart as well. You, your trainings, your personality, mm-hmm. your professionalism. And I'm going to come back to you because you said something about what you wear. I'm going to come back to that. Yeah. But what made you come up with that skit? And you had so many of them. You're not doing as much as you used to do. Yeah, for sure. You offended somebody? No, I just got busy with work. Got busy? Yep. What made you come up with that skit? And how did it help you? Well, I was... I used to complain to David a lot about like, man, these videographers suck. Like, <laughs> they just trash. And I was like, man, I should just do a series. He was like, yeah, just do it. So I went and asked Instagram. Like, yeah, so should I make a series called your videographer trash? And I was like, yeah. I think either the same day or the next day, I jumped on top of the back of a dumpster. Yeah. Or like a dump truck or whatever. I think it was on that green dumpster, like one of the. Yeah, while I was riding on one back of them. <laughs> and I just said, they don't get no testimonies. They don't shoot B-roll. They have a long turnaround time. They're always late. And, um, yeah, it was. It, so it you wasn't off. doing that to really knock nobody. You were just saying, trying. You were a, sh- making the industry better. You're yes. saying things that you you were basically saying in a negative, like you don't shoot B roll. Yeah. Then people say, dang, maybe I am trash because yep. I don't shoot B roll. Now I need to go shoot B roll. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So it's been it's a lot of people been trying to book me too because they've been like, oh, this guy must not he must not suck, which is true. I don't suck. So you got business from that? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't what I was trying to do. I just knew that, like, you know, these people suck. I want, when you see this, I want you to know, like, go and make a turnaround time better. Go and do so far. And I don't care how you feel about it. Turnaround time. Yep. Now, I'm going to say this. Y'all do something that I don't know if anybody else do. Mm -hmm. You can be at an event Mm -hmm. filming. Yep. And before the event is over, you can have the edited videos to the person that's event it is. Correct. First of all, how do you do that? If you want to tell some secrets, maybe, That's maybe right. not. I don't know. But what made you start doing that? The same day. Like, I yeah. saw we were in uh, Vegas. Yep. And before it ended, you had the stuff that was happening up on the screen yep. before the end of the day. Yeah, what they call it, a um, same-day edit. Okay. Same-day edit. And it's, um, it's, I don't know how popular it is in the industry, but I know I, it's not heavy in the event space industry. Mm. So you need a team to make it happen. So let's say me and you are here shooting B-roll of the audience. You need somebody in the back editing the entire day. Mm. So let's say Ramon's out doing a podcast. We'll go and shoot Ramon doing a podcast. We'll go back in the back to the editor, dump the footage, say, hey, add this in there. Ramon just got done doing his podcast. And as it's happening, we add it in there throughout the day. That's crazy, man. But you need a team to make it happen. So you that, see Does that set you apart from a lot of people, though? Have you seen other people doing that? No, I just sent my students doing it. That's, that's it. I haven't seen my students. you teach. Yeah, I haven't seen anybody else. I mean, it's big. It's a lot. It's bigger than that. The same day it is one thing, but the way we the way we come dressed, the way we move, man, everything is like. I mean, of course, hiring the shoes is premium, and I don't really think we're we're that premium. I think a lot of people charge a whole lot more than us, but I think you get professionalism. You keep saying professionalism. 
Yeah. What is that? Basically doing what we said we want to do. Okay. That's it. What about what about dress code? Because I heard you say something about a dress oh, code one, and I'm like, it's serious. What dude talking about dress code? It's serious. I mean, because when you don't know, you don't know. I I, I get it, right? Mm-hmm. But when you start to understand, you need to do better. Like dressing all black, move behind. You can't become there. You got Gucci slides on. People have slides, like slippers. I thought that, I thought this new generation liked that. No, nah, that don't that don't that, that don't matter. Put it like this. I put a post out. And it said, whatever you wear on a job interview or you should wear at a at a shoot. Now, it was a little bit outlandish, but it, it was a concept behind it. So people was in the comments saying, well, I'm not going to wear no suit or whatever. I'm not telling you to wear a suit. Yeah. What I'm saying is you took all that time and energy to get dressed up and get ready to get new shirts and all other stuff for a job that's going to pay you less than what you're worth. But then for somebody that's finally paying you for you, whether it's $200,000, $500,000, you come dressed like you freaking on stage, right? And I said, matter of fact, let's just go and keep it. Let's just go and keep it real. If I was show up and shoot you, and I had a full suit on, I'm as hot as I'll get out. Mm-hmm. Another dude show, he got balling shorts, lime green, Dragon Ball Z shirt on, sunglasses on, flip flops. <laughs> Which one would you much rather hire or pay more? Yeah. yeah, that's a real question. Which one would you rather? I, I would the guy with the suit on, right? Now, although you're like, no, nah, I'm not gonna. I need to be comfortable. Let's just let's just cut all the crap out. Let's just say you're super comfy mm-hmm. with your ball and shorts on. You got your slides on, and you fresh. You got a Balenciaga shirt on. I don't know. You fresh to death. Mm-hmm. And I come full suit. I mean, I'm about to pass out, and I might be uncomfortable. But the fact that you just said you're willing to pay, you're probably willing to pay me double, and it's like this guy might not be professional at all. This person might this might be he might be his first day on the job. You know what I mean? So perception is everything. But do you again the I don't call it new age folks, but they're a little bit different though. Yeah. Right? So they kind of turn their nose on the guy with the suit on. Okay. Right? Okay. Versus the guy that has on slides to the center, they can do the same job. Correct. Have you seen that stop you from getting jobs? Or do you just teach people when you walk up, pull your clothes up, comb your hair, get in and do your work? Do you think that gets men more doors? It should get you in more doors. Like I don't I don't want you around You come around looking crazy. You 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 can go, you can go back to the house. Cause y'all look really, really good when y'all somewhere. Yeah, you go back to the house. We we do a whole call before we before we do events. We, we got a whole call. we got Michelle making shirts. My wife again. She making shirts. She make these. So Michelle, Michelle's awesome. Yeah, you know, she behind the scenes doing everything. But now we have a whole call. We say this is what we're wearing tomorrow. Yeah. Of course, we're all black. Ramon's event is green. Yeah. So we're gonna make green um, shooter shirts for Ramon's event. But y'all go to that level of detail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's. Brandon, you all right? Yeah, we ain't playing, and we go, we come, we showing out, we coming in, and because I don't know, we just got a certain level of pride, you know what I mean? And we be on when we go back to like huddles and all that, we yeah. be on our team's head. Why ain't these videos done? Why ain't these photos done? We should have this done. Ramon should have a shot already. Boom, boom. You know, when we come out, we look nice, but just know we just had a whole powwow, you know, in in the huddle. When did you learn that though? Because I mean, you kind of like an overnight success. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you just, like you, you that's just, true. You, I mean, you this. popped up on the scene, man. Yeah, but like, you, like a pop down. <laughs> like, like again, you. It's been going on now over ten years, 10, 12 years. Absolutely, I know that. No, we sure. know that now because no, right. we hear the story. But absolutely, if I'm looking at social media, <laughs> it's not came. Out I just started two years ago. I mean, like really, seeing you, like really, like edit. That is like, true. That is true. When did you start developing these strategies? Because you didn't come from a big corporate job. Yep. You, you know what I mean. You talked about your journey through the warehouses and rapping, and what made you get this professional and build your team. Um, it's 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 experience, experience, experience. A lot of it's funny you say that because um, it does seem like I came out overnight, and it does seem like things did start like taking off like a few years ago. Like I was one, I was one where like two thousand followers, then things just kind of took off. So I guess to look at that standpoint, it does seem like it was overnight. But it was all the years of me shooting. Mm. It was literally experience. So it's funny you say that because um, you can't necessarily see. People are like, well, I want to see what you edit. Like you can't it's not on my page. So you can't just be like, that's kind of like, oh, wrong. Let me see what deals you closed. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, where is the proof? How do I know this guy is really good? He talking about all of us are trash. Why don't I see? Where is it? He can't be this great. <laughs> he keep fussing us out talking about we need to wear this. We need making this money. Where's his money? How do we know how much money he's making? Mm. Right. So all these things definitely um, 
disturb people. Now, I, me personally, I think that doesn't matter. I think it only matters the stuff that I'm that I'm saying is it's true, and other people don't win it. I think if other people are winning, I think the stuff I say really that's your, that's your that was your receipts when you see your yeah. The, I think that's all that matters. But the experience since I went through so many niches, I've been through so much. Mm-hmm. Like that allows me to be able to talk the way I talk and be able to give the game the way I give. Because even when I see people and I see a photographer and I start to fuss my I fuss out photographers out of nowhere. I don't know if you know that. Like people that you don't know. Mm-mm. Yeah, I just roll up and I just tell them like, "Yo, don't do that. Take that off. Don't do this with your camera. Stop." They like who this dude, whatever. Some people, but you're doing it out of care for the industry yep. for, and for them as a photographer and professionalism. Okay, yep. I go in, I'm like, this don't make sense. Yo, you look crazy. All of us look crazy in here. <laughs> overnight success. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go back to it. Yeah, 12 years of overnight success. Correct. What's your goal with this? What's your vision, man? Really, to to help. As me, I want thousands of photography videographers to be able to see what I see. Right. Because they don't, um, I got, and I got a long way to go because they don't see, um, they don't, they don't see what I see. So I want to put things in my brain. I want to put it in their brain. What does that look like? Um, photography videographers working with businesses, making thousands of thousands a month, retiring their wife, retiring their spouse, whatever it looks like. Um, just being able to live the life on their own terms. Right. If they decide not to, that's fine. But I don't want them to act like I didn't know. But you didn't give it to them. Yeah. You giving it to them. How many people you trained so far over the past, what, four years? I want to say, um, I want to say we were right about 300, maybe a little bit over 300. Right now. That's a lot of people's lives yeah. that you touched. Yeah. That, I mean, just, that just went through Shooters Camp. But, of course, we've done Yellow Print. I've done webinars. I've done so. I mean, What's we, Yellow we Print? Yellow Print is a conference we do every every year. It's oh, like, oh, so that's not the Shooters Camp? No, that's something different. It's a whole conference? Correct. When it's, did you start? Uh, two years ago, so it's 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 a business conference strictly for photography videographers. All business, don't bring your camera. Don't bring your camera. Don't bring your camera. You're not gonna need it. How long does the conference last? Uh, it's two days. And tell me, what do we learn? Because we need to be looking forward to it. Yeah. So basically, like when I quit my job, mm-hmm. I was hanging around business owners for a long periods of time, and that's what helped me. So I'm like, well, what's the, what's the best way to to show people what I how how I found out? Let's bring all the business owners to a conference and everybody get learning in two days. Two days. In two days. You learn everything. <laughs> Systems, contracts, invoices, how to get clients, how to just everything, all business. Give me something, one thing, concrete, that I can look forward to in five years from you that right now you're planning for. Name one thing. Like, this is a goal I got to have in five years. Yeah, well... I think this software, man, if I can get this software out. Not if. When I get the software out, because it's coming. It's okay. I'm working on, so it's, it, right, it's not if, it's coming. Um, when I get it out, man, I want it to be able to impact uh, thousands of lives. And you're not going to know whether it's mine or not, but I'll let you know it's mine. What do you have to sacrifice to get that software out? Um, what you going to have to give up? Something, something that's got to be sacrificed. Uh, time, energy, and money. Time, energy, and money. No, I didn't ask you this, but I gotta ask. I ask everybody, what is delayed gratification to you? Um, delayed gratification to me is it's the thing that everyone needs, but they they don't know how important it is. They don't know it's a must. Hmm. Delayed gratification to me is something that people don't think about and don't want to be a part of their stories or success, but it will be. So they want it right now. They want it right now. You know, when I listen to your story, man, and, and I know we started at 18. Yep. There was a lot of delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you who else had a lot of delayed gratification. Your wife. Mm-hmm. Golly, boy. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, she's like, man, we got to get her a shirt. Yep. Shooter's delayed gratification queen. Because mm-hmm. she really sacrificed a lot. and Because she could have at any time been like, listen, bro, I'm not moving to Atlanta with you. Yep. <laughs> But look at where y'all are now because she made that sacrifice 13, 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, man. How do we, what do we find you at? Um, mainly just go to Instagram. Wherever you go, anywhere Brandon shot me. I'm on Instagram, Brandon shot me. I'm on YouTube, Brandon shot me. Uh, type in Brandon shot me anywhere. I pull up. Listen, Brandon, thank you, man. Appreciate you. For being on. I am truly honored to have one of the best in the industry on the late, the late gratification podcast. Y'all listen. 
Thank y'all for joining in today. Y'all make sure y'all go follow my brother. For sure. Sign up for anything that he has. If you have a slight interest in being a photographer, videographer, Shooters Camp is the best in the world. Matter of fact, there's nothing that compares to it. And make sure you go follow him. Join us on the next episode of the Late Gratification Podcast. I love y'all. I'll see y'all later. We did it. Appreciate it, brother.